Tim Kiefer on MyMeetsOnline.com. Welcome, everyone, to our off-season meeting. This is our, uh, what do you call it, our June meeting. It's June, and that's what we're doing. We're here talking some football tonight in June. And uh, like I said, I'm Tim Kiefer. Thank you for being here tonight, for uh, here and joining us here at MyBTOnline.com. Surely looking forward to a great evening of some, uh, some football, some discussion, because believe it or not, the season is not that far away. It's only a couple months away. We've got this off-season meeting, and then we got one more, and then we got, we've got some uh, other things coming to you. So um, we're going to bring in, bring in a panel here in just a moment. We got all the, the normal folks. I'm going to throw up the text line for those of you who are out there. There's the text line. You can uh, text us, let us know your thoughts questions, comments, that's what we're, we're interactive. And that is what allows us to be interactive is the, is the text line. So I want to go uh, just kind of talk about what we're going to do tonight before I bring everybody in. So let's, uh, let's do this. So this is our May meeting. So we'll have some announcements. We'll go over our rules questions. That's what we're going to talk about, rules questions. Then we got some plays. We always have some fun plays. So quickly, what are our announcements? The Bill Lemonnier's Best practices is still available. Yes, it's available right now. You want to go check it out. It's uh, the call on the field stands. So if you're a subscriber watching this tonight, you can go. It's you can go watch it. It's just on the football page on the Bill Amani page. You can see all the sections. So hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed it. We're looking for some feedback. So if you got feedback, let us know. Let us know what you thought of it this year. Um, a couple new sections we did, or at least the make the call section. So that was kind of fun to do. So let us know, let your friends know who are not subscribers because they need to get out there and, and, and check out the video. And so now the other thing is that we're going to talk about is our intro to football course. So for those of you that may or may not know, maybe some of our new members who we've given free access to for a while because we kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit. Um, our intro to football officiating course, we're in intro clinic. Uh, we had some audio problems out there in Aurora's Illinois in Aurora and so I'm in the process of still building that course it's taking me a lot longer than I thought it was going to take but the reason is is because it's it's quality we're going to try to give you some quality training here just didn't want to throw it together so I'm hopefully going to have it done by the end of the weekend I it will be done soon I promise it'll be done soon so just hang in there you're going to have plenty of time to go over it'll be self-paced and it'll be it'll be there in plenty of time before the, the season starts. So you don't have to uh, you don't have to worry about that. All right. So then then we've got uh, like I said we're working on that. All right. So the referral program we haven't had a lot of people take advantage of the referral program yet. So I just want to remind people that it's there. The referral program is there, and we pay cash, ten dollars for every person that you refer to MIBTOnline.com. They sign up for a yearly membership, you get $10. We'll Vimo it to you, we'll send you a check. This is a great way to get officials involved. And here's the thing, we talked a little bit about it last week. Yes, officiating right now, we're the commodity. You know, everybody needs officials. More so, you know, in, in any time that I've worked in the past. So yeah, we can call the shots a little bit. And so there's a lot of officials out there who don't have to be good. And you've probably worked with some of those officials. They're, they're going to work because of the need. Well, if you're here, you obviously want to be better. 
So try to get people to be better because I, when I go out on the field, I want to work with quality officials. I want officials who are as prepared as I am. So try to get them here because we do that for $49 a year. Some guy, one of our, our Canadians who are, are a member, um, Mr. Christian, uh, I believe is his name, he says it's the best deal in all of officiating. So I happen to agree with him. It is the best deal in all of officiating. So don't forget that referral program, the preseason clinic. In fact, Robert and I just talked about this today. It looks like that's going to be August 7th, Sunday, August 7th, probably around noon central time. So you get to go to church, have your brunch, come in at noon, do the football, and then that'll be great. And uh, we'll have a good time doing that as well. So don't forget about the preseason clinic. So let's, what else we got going on? So tonight we're going to talk about well, no, first, before I, before I do that, I don't want to forget the social media. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, uh, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, guess what? We're on TikTok now. So you want to follow us on TikTok if you, if you do that. You want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're doing it all now because that's what we need to do. We need to come up with the times and get ready, ready to go. So... That is something that you need to do if you are. All right, so rule question number one, what is that about? Well, I'm going to get to that in a second because tonight we're going to talk about rules a little bit, and then we're going to get into, into our video clips. But before I do that, I want to bring in our panel. There's uh, Mr. Bill Lamagne. Bill is with us tonight, uh, fresh from uh, South Dakota, out, the, out at the clinic that they run up there. Bill, how are you today? Doing great, yeah. And I just got back from a two-day clinic at Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where a lot of classroom, a lot of great instructors were out there. And then uh, all the participants got to uh, probably get uh, probably four or five hours of snaps over two days. So it was a great clinic to uh, be a part of. Well, I mean, that's good that you were able to, to get out there. I know last year, we ran into some little weather issues, but this year the the weather at least cooperated enough for you to land. Yep, we could we couldn't get out of O'Hare Airport last year. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So I also want to bring in one of our one of our other guys. He's with us tonight. There he is. He's Robert Yabara. Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. I'm here in Illinois. We've been experiencing high 90 temperature. I've been running my sprints. I average about 20. 12 second sprints every day in this sweltering heat, get my body ready for those football games come August. Yeah, you gotta be ready, ready for those games come August because it's gonna be here before you know it. So uh, it's been, it was actually cloudy here today in the uh, Vegas area. It only made it to like 101 instead of 110. So we're doing, we're doing good, we're doing pretty good today. So let's, uh, let's bring in uh, Mike Billica. Mike, how you doing today? Going great. It's not quite so hot out here in Connecticut, but uh, I was also at a football clinic over in Idaho um, with over 1,200 high school players. We had, I think, 35 teams that came to the Boise State Blue Turf, and uh, I was one of the four white hat referees. We had crews of seven, uh, actually crews of eight, and we worked for about four hours on Tuesday night last week. So it was pretty cool to see football in June. Was that a, is that a high school clinic or was that a college clinic? It was a college clinic, but all the players were high school. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, good. I'm glad. I, 
-hmm. I got to, I went to the Tom Beard Clinic uh, West here a few weeks ago, and uh, it turns out, Robert, we have fans, Robert. There are people who, uh, yes. who, who are like, who, are, who know us now. I don't know if you know that, Robert. Uh, one guy came up to me, and he was like, it's Tim Kiefer, the MIBT Tim Kiefer. And I was just like, yeah, that's me. So uh, we're obviously doing some good here. So we need to keep keep rolling rolling right along. And uh, I mean, Robert, it's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is. I, I officiated a basketball game last night, and I saw a brand-new official, never recognized him. And he earned his clinic credit through MIBT. So, yeah, we're making an impact, so we need to keep beating the drum. It's working. That's what we're going to do. All right. So speaking of beating the drum, let's get to our uh, let's get to our meet tonight. So I know this is in, it is not in presenter mode, but uh, in fact, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I, I don't I understand that. But in order for this to work the way we need to kind of go through it, um, we need to kind of do it that way. And I got to pull up the, uh, the file. The file closed on me. So give me one second here to pull up the file and then we'll get into our meeting tonight like i said it's a good one uh it's different it's something we haven't done before but like i mentioned we are in test season this is the time of year where everybody has to do a, a, a test of some sort if you want to officiate you have to pass a test so um so it's just what you have to do all right so what i'm going to do like i said i'm going to put this in this mode and i'm going to take the text number down just for a minute so you can see there's a picture of a board here you can see a picture of a board and then here's the back side of the board well let me tell you this is something that that i uh that i got this year or i should say i just got in fact it's uh it's right here there's the real board okay so that's the board i'm not going to do it on the there i'm going to do it on on here so that way everybody everybody can see it but why did i why did i buy a board well i'm one of the guys when we when you take a test and I'm, I'm sure some of us out there can, can relate. A1, B2, at the B15, at the A32, at the A blah, 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 the guy does this. And, and the test questions are designed to trip you up. They're just designed to put you, most of them, put you in the rule book in some way, shape, or form. Now, it's, I, I don't want to jinx myself because I have a football season coming up, but it's, I can't remember the last time when I had a situation that happened on a football field where I misinterpreted a rule, misinterpreted a, a penalty enforcement or something like that when it actually happens. So, but when I take a test, I'll be honest, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know the rules real well, but I don't do very well on those written tests. I get tripped up on them all the time because I forget little pieces of them. So I'm going to try something different and I'm going to try and do use the board like like I just showed you. So in order to do that, we are gonna go through a couple crazy test questions that actually I, that I made up, <laughs> believe it or not. And so that's, we're, we're gonna start out there and, and that's why it's not in the presenter mode. So I understand like that's not the presenter mode, but in order to go back and forth to the board, we gotta do it this way. It's just gonna make it easier. So we're gonna go with our first rule question and our first rule question, question number one, I'm going to read it and then we're going to break it down. So it's fourth and seven, team A at the B32 with 22, 22 seconds left in the game and the score is tied. Quarterback player A7 takes a snap and runs to the B27. 
fumbles where A22 recovers. A22 immediately puts the ball under his jersey and runs the ball to the B5, pulls out the ball, and then clearly taunts player B18 who is in pursuit. Thinking he was already in the end zone, A22 uh, slows up, allowing player B18 to swat the ball out of his hands, where A82 and B18 simultaneously recover the ball at the B1, with B18's helmet coming off during the recovery. The clock is stopped with three seconds remaining. Everybody out there is like, what the heck, Tim? What the heck? Is, give me a break, man. Give me a break. Yes, give me a break. But let's walk through. So I'm going to pull up that board. That's the reason why I, I got that board. So we're going, to use, we're going to use this part of it so that way we can walk through and set this up. And then I'm going to talk to everybody um, around. So if you're out there, we're going to go back and forth, start jotting some of this stuff down. And we're going to put the text line back up, and you can text us your answers, and we'll see how the panel does as we walk through this. But my point being is that the, the point of this exercise is to, to show you how to take a test. And you can use this. I'm going to use a board like this from now on when I take my test. So let's look at the first part. It says it's, team, it's fourth and seven at, for team A at the B32 with 22 seconds. So we go back to our board. So we're going, to call, we're going to call this right here the B30, just to make it easy. So there's the B30. So that means the line of scrimmage is the B32. There's the 32. All right, so we know that's the 32. All right, let me, in fact, let me go wide on this so everybody can see it. So there's the 32. So we know that. So which, which direction are we going? We're going that way. So everybody knows we're going that direction. So there's our line of scrimmage. And how much time was left? So we don't forget, because clock is important on these, 22 seconds. So there's our clock, 22 seconds. It's B, and what was our down and distance? If we remember, we'll go back and look at the test question real quick. It was fourth and seven. So we know we have fourth and seven. So fourth and seven. All right, so now we know where's our line to gain. So we can figure that one out. Two. So we got seven. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oops. Well, we'll just. So there's our line again. So now we know there's the chain. So that's kind of that could be kind of important as well. All right. So now we've got that set up. So now we got our, our board and we're able to we're able to look at that and understand the basics of what our problem is going to be. We're we're setting it up. All right, so now let's move to the next part of this. Quarterback A7 takes a snap and runs to the B27 where he fumbles. So let's just work, let's just do that. So here is this, he goes to the 27. So for the 32, 30, 29, 28, 27. So he's gonna go right here, that's the B27, and it was A7 who has the ball. And he fumbles, okay, so we know he fumbles there. Now, going back, what happens after that? A22 recovers. So now, we've got an end of a run. We could, we could have a beginning of another run. A22 recovers. All right, so A22's got the ball. So now, let's go back and see what happens next. 
A22 immediately puts the ball under his jersey, which, as we know, is a foul. So right now, right at this point, we have a flag. All right, we've got a flag. We know that at the at the 27, the B27. And we'll write that right there, just so we don't forget. The B27, we have a flag. That's a foul. You can't do that. All right, so now he runs the ball to the B4. So we have another run, and we're going to call this the B4. This is the end zone. Just I know it's not the exact numbers, but it's close. So we know that that's the end zone. So that's the B4. So this is the B4. And then what happens? We go back. Let's take a look. Goes to the B4, where he pulls the ball out and taunts. So we have another flag right here. Okay, and we'll get back to what those are in a minute. But we know we've got a flag here, we've got a flag here. And they're both on A22. All right, so now we continue. Now he slows up where B18 swats the ball out of his hands. So now we have another loose ball, which goes to the B1. We go back, you look, it goes to the B1, where A82 and B18 simultaneously recover. So you've got a simultaneous recover dead ball right here. We know by rule who, the ball is dead in whose possession? In whose possession? Simultaneous possession goes to the, the offensive team, the team in last possession, so it's going to go to Team A. Team A is going to have the ball one yard from Team B's goal line. All right, so now we know that, all right, so that we've walked through that. But during this scrum, during this scrum, we have a helmet come off. So I'm just going to try to draw a helmet here so we don't forget. There's a helmet, and it's off. All right, so a helmet's off. And at the end of the play, at the end of the play, it's three seconds. All right, so now I'm going to put that down here. We know we have three seconds. Okay. So, wow, all right, so, so now I've got, a, I've got, I've drawn out all on my board, so I should be able to now walk through this and figure out what happened. So going back to the board, we have a foul here. We have a foul here for what? So let me, let me, I am going to go, I am going to go to the panel real quick and see what foul we have there, see, see how we do. So Robert, I'm going to go to you. Robert, do you know what foul we have there when the, when the player puts the ball under his jersey. Do you know what foul that is? You know, that's that's where I'm going to say it's an unsportsmanlike foul, but as far as do I know for sure, that's what I'm going to, I'm not going to be 100%, but that's what I think it is too. All right, that, that's what you think. Okay, no, that's fine. UNS, I'm, I'm good yeah. with that. I'm good with that. All right, so Mike, what do you got? I have a UNS for hiding the ball. That's one of the only live ball UNS fouls. It's an unfair act. So uh, we actually don't have to wait for succeeding spot enforcement. But then he commits another unsportsmanlike act. Mike, um, you, you're anyway. cheating. Mike, you're cheating. You're getting ahead of the class. You're one of those okay. guys who've gotten ahead of the class. I asked you one question. I just, okay, unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct, yes. Unsportsmanlike conduct, live Good ball, job, though, Mike. Good job. Yeah. You, you, good, good job. Well, I'm not going to talk to Bill because, Mike, you gave it away. So anyway, but good job. You're, you're absolutely correct on that. Going back to it, this is a UNS foul. This is a UNS foul, but it's the rare, the very rare, in fact, it's one of the only cases, an unfair act is the only case, where a UNS is a live ball basic spot enforcement. So let's remember that. Remember that a UNS in this situation, in this situation only, is a basic spot enforcement. 
but it, it continues. All right, so we know that. So now we've got that flag, basic spot enforcement. We're going to remember this one. This one was a live ball foul here that happened down here, but this was a UNS as well, the taunt, right? Live ball, but in high school football, all UNS fouls, except, except for the only one that we just said, is they're, they're treated as, as dead ball fouls, and they're enforced from the succeeding spot. So, so we know we've got a live ball foul followed by a dead ball foul. All right, so now we've got that figured out. We know what we're doing here. We've got the, the play ends, we got a loose ball, we got a play ends at, at the B1. So now we've got a B1 and it's A's ball. So now we can start figuring out what we're going to do with, with these. So let's look at, let's look at the first one because we want to take our dead ball foul and put it in our pocket and get back to it. Okay, we want to get back to it. So we're going to, uh, this is a basic spot enforcement. Like I said, it's the only one of the few, if the unfair acts is the only one that's a basic spot enforcement, a live ball, UNS. We're going to go back to the, to the 27 because that's the spot of the foul. And in regards, we've got related runs. A always maintained possession of the ball. So we have related runs. We have to go back to the spot of the foul. The basic spot in this one is the A27 for our UNS. So we're at the 27. So how many yards we have to walk off? We have to walk off 15, right? So there's one, two, three. So we're, we're running, we run out of real estate, but we know where we're going. So if you go 27, 30, 37, and then you add another five to that, 37, and then you, you end up at the 42. See, this is where sometimes you might get, you might get it wrong if you're not good at math, but you're gonna end up at the 42. All right, so now we've got another foul though to enforce, okay? We have a dead ball foul to enforce, which that doesn't matter where the spot of that foul was. It doesn't matter because that's a succeeding spot foul. Our new succeeding spot's the 42, so we're gonna keep going back. So if we've got, because the foul's on A, so we've got 42, so now we go to the 52, but wait, we don't have a 52. The 52's the 48, so we gotta remember that. So we gotta remember, 52's the 48, so that's 10, but now I gotta go another five yards. I'm going into, I'm going on A side of the field now. 48, then 47, uh, or 48 minus five, eight minus five brings it to three, so you're going to 43. So, so, so you gotta do the math. So if you're taking a test and you're not doing all these math problems, you're gonna not know that you're gonna end up at the A43 on this, okay? So that's where we're at, the A43. And that's what, you know, now I'm like, okay, I've walked it through, I'm looking at it visually. Some of us are more visual than, than others. All right, so now A43. But we got some other stuff to deal with here. And I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Bill, Bill, we've got the foul figured out, okay? We can see the foul and we know, we know what we're doing there. But what other things do we have to consider now? Deepers, my inadvertent whistle for having fourth down fumble rule and it doesn't apply. <laughs> no, 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 not in high school, but that's a good one. Yep, it does not apply here. That's why we're going over it. But there's some other things like, for example, we'll go and look at it. We've got clock, remember? We've got a clock status and we have a helmet that has come off. So these are things that we have to deal with now. So if you have well, a helmet, your, yeah, go ahead. Somebody talking. Your high school rule that this uh, the offended team on the foul 
gets the option on the clock if it, if it's a if, if it would have normally started guess what bill you get extra money. credit you're getting extra credit too you're you're ahead of the game but that that's the next thing the first you thing about the clock. no it is you're right the, the there's clock there's a clock issue here and we'll get to that in a moment but you're absolutely right in high school they do have options not the same as college but they do have options so we we also so we know that we've got a helmet off so we got to deal with a play clock but in this case why did the clock stop did the clock stop because the helmet came off or for the penalty so you have to look at that and go okay the are we going to a 40 second play clock or a 25 in this case because the clock stopped for the penalty it's a 25 second play clock now it may not matter because the score's tied we're going to get back to that the score's tied it may not matter because the team's going to try probably run a play but it's something to to keep aware of is that a helmet coming off you're either gonna have a 40 second play clock or a 25 if nothing else happened and the defensive helmet came off it's a 40 second play clock but now because we've got the penalty we're going to a 25 second play clock so that's something else now now to bill's point okay to bill's point is what about the rest of the clock so in in high school we have if the team the scores tied or the team is down they have the option of whether or not to have the clock start on the snap or the ready i'm sorry start on the only on the on the snap and it's only on the snap they can't move this up and say start it on the ready the clock would have started it has to be a normal clock rule and it has to have it's had um only be started on the ready like this play right here this play the ball is inbounds so the only reason the clock stopped on this play was for us to enforce the penalty so if this was not under two minutes we would roll this clock because it's an inbounds play we're going back to the basic spot we're going on the ready for play but now because we're under two minutes the defense gets the option of whether to start the clock on the ready like it would normally would or they can say no i want it to start on the snap because they were fouled against we don't do it the other way around that's really important because i think sometimes people screw that up it's only to say we want the clock to stop because it was going to start on the ready or they can they don't have to they don't have to take that option they can say do the clock as as any other normal clock situation so looking back there's three seconds left i probably would think that they're they're gonna it doesn't matter per se because they're probably gonna get a playoff or not or i mean they're probably gonna get a playoff because there's three seconds left and they're gonna line up and you're not gonna blow it ready and then not you know before everybody's set so there's a good chance they're gonna get it so it doesn't matter but it's something to think about they do have those options now i'm going to throw up the text number again and everyone's going to be like what the heck tim why are that's crazy i mean everything that we just went through is pretty nuts but there's one last thing that we have to address and i want to see if anybody out there caught it there's one last thing we had two fouls on this play so i want to see if anybody caught it i'm not going to go to mike first i'm going to go to robert and see if robert picked up on that robert you picked up on on what we have to still the final thing we have to address here 
Okay, so you're asking me, there's one final thing we have to address. We have two files. Well, you know what? There, there is something that's just in my mind, and I don't know if this is the, the right response, but they were both live ball files. One is being enforced as a dead ball, but they were still two live ball files. And I just, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, we're enforcing this properly as a crew. Yeah, but remember, unsportsmanlike files, with the exception of the one we did, are handled right. as succeeding spots. So you have a live ball and a dead ball foul, even though the second foul was technically live. That's because of live ball, dead ball. In, in high school, this is different. You know, that's why we're doing this. this. A lot of differences between other codes in this question, and that's why I want people to be aware of it, to, to not get code creep. But we have two UNSs. On this, yeah. on this play by a we did. Let's go with John Bosco. John Bosco did just text in. He's delayed a little bit with the feed, but he did say two UNSs. Two yes. UNSs. Yes, we have yes. to address that. Two UNSs. And I already see Mike shaking his head. He already knows. He has a rule book out. He already knows. Yeah. Mike, you know the you know the response to this, right? What are we going to do with the two UNSs? Uh, 822 has disqualified himself. Yes. A22 has disqualified himself. Actually, no. No, he has not disqualified himself. There is a note in the, un this, is the this is why these type of questions suck so bad. There is a note in the unfair acts rule that says if a player or a coach is UNS'd for unfair acts, it does not count. Wow. For their ticket being punched. So this is only one UNS to that player. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts, but we still have to we still have to talk about it. We still have to know this because this is why if I if this was a multiple choice question, how many people would have gotten that wrong? And so I'm glad, you know, this is a really good exercise. And because we don't do this, and we, we, we talk a lot of plays here, and we just took 30 minutes to go through that. We're going to go to plays. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on, the, on, on this because I know everybody likes the plays. I see you, Robert. I'm going to get to you in a second. But we're going to do this a little bit more often here because what it does is it gets us in the rule book. It gets us thinking in the rule book and ready for these stupid, stupid questions because they're stupid. Really, is this all going to happen? Is this really going to happen? And when, you, when I read these questions on these tests, I go, is, is the person writing this test ever freaking officiated a game of football in their life? But in the end, they serve a purpose. And we all learned something tonight. I guarantee you, I did when I was researching this play and I made the play up. Oh, wait a minute. Because I thought, oh, two UNSs, is somebody going to forget about that? No, it's just one because of a stupid note. In fact, I'm going to pull it up right now. It says unfair acts. I'm going to show it to you right here, and I'm going to get to Robert. Um, where it is? It's unfair. If you read it, it says unfair acts. Note, the penalty for 993 and 994 are not charged to a coach or player for the purpose of unsportsmanlike conduct disqualification. Right there. See, look at my rule. I'm, I'm, I ripped off the cover. Maybe uh, that's how much I look at this book. But uh, so, so there you go. So before we move on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Robert, and then I want to go to Bill. Bill, I want you to tell us how to take tests, because you were an educator for, for many, many, many years. And how do we take these type of tests? I mean, I gave a, a way that I'm going to start doing it, but I'm sure you've got your tricks too. So we'll get to you in a second. But uh, Robert, what do you got? Yeah, I have, I have three things. Um, the, I'm going to start with the easiest one first. Where did you get the board? 
uh, a viewer would like to know. Tim. Amazon. I got it at Amazon. It's, it's, it was only, you know what? It's funny. That's a good question. I got it at Amazon, uh, off Amazon, and it was only like nine bucks. And then the pens were only five bucks. I got pens too. You didn't see those. So 16 bucks, $16. Great investment. Uh, secondly, was clarification on the unfair acts. It, it appears as though the viewers are saying that it does apply for hiding the ball as an unfair act. Wouldn't count towards, you know, uh, the disqualification for two unsportsmanlike, nor would uh, using an illegal T, but the other unfair acts would apply. Tim, do you can you confirm this? Well, no. It says well, if it's an unfair act for Rule Nine. Let's see. Let me pull it up here real quick. I just was looking at it. I just was looking at it. Unrule. So nine nine three, which is no player shall hide the ball under the jersey. Nine nine four, no player should use an illegal kicking team. So those yeah. two do not count. Those, those, those two, two those yeah. Un, yeah. two unfair acts. I should have been a little bit more clear in my, yes, yeah. those two unfair acts are a special case of the unfair acts. I mean, good, you know, go, good. Go, no, go figure. This, I mean. this is excellent because I'm sure this is with all state administrators. Certainly I can attest for Illinois that ours require 1000% certainty when we disqualify players, you know, let's kind of beat it in our heads. And, and before tonight, Tim, I would not have been a thousand percent sure of disqualifying the player. <laughs> so, you know, talk about a golden nugget. All I can say on behalf of all the viewers, uh, thank you for sharing this case study. No, no, no problem. So I'm going to go to Bill, Bill, you know, obviously they're taking tests suck we all have to do them every year we try to you know we, we go into in fact you and i were, we were just talking before this about a college question and trying to break it down you've been doing these tests for many years in fact you wrote them for for many many years for the ncaa give us their best nuggets on how to take a a test like this because i know we all run into these issues and we all have to take them you know this this time of year well first of all i appreciate you mentioning that yeah, i was involved with writing the uh Dick Honig and I did the college test uh, for Rod, Dave Perry and Rogers Reddick probably for five or six years. One of the things that we did immediately, and it's disappeared since uh, we haven't done it anymore, is that we said we're not going to have any more of these tests that are going to say, you know, the, the A7, the B7 player, A this and that. We said, all right, we'll, we'll identify yard lines, you know, A and B yard lines but we're gonna identify players by their position so that we don't have all these, like I say, A42s and B13s and you were the quarterback, you were the right tackle, you were the defensive back. And we wanted to eliminate uh, all the numbers that pop in uh, the way most of these tests are written. So one of the things you can do with it if you're taking it is kind of like what Tim was doing. You need to break those sections down. And if if you're getting that thing about who the players are, just make one of them a running back, make one of them a quarterback, whoever. Uh, but but try make sure you're not confusing all the A B numbering for yard lines or players. Uh, so that's one thing. Second second thing is you know have that rule book sitting right there and get into the nuances because so many of the test questions have to do with the, uh, you know, the intricacies of the 
of the rule book rather than what happens in a football actual game itself. Um, and then if you if you got other people around, well, one of the best things we did when the CFO test first came out was we had about probably about 14, 15 of the officials from Chicago area come together and we sat out in the backyard and around a table and and uh, we had some of the greatest debates over the questions. You know, if everybody agreed on yeah. question number one, we went right to question two. Uh, but if we got to question three and somebody disagreed with your answer, uh, we had rule books out. We had guys getting up demonstrating. We had arguments going on. And you actually got into rules that you hadn't even thought of, you know. So, uh, but that, that personal interaction with other people, I think, is critical. No, I would I would agree with that, especially in regards to, you know, breaking it down and having everybody because you're not always going to agree. And then it's funny because, I mean, how many times has this happened, Bill? You and I or four of us will discuss it and we'll come up with with an answer. And because after we broke it down over and over and over again, we went to the rule book and then we get it, we all get it wrong. It's something completely different. Like because then they were it's like, what the heck? Where did they come up with that? And yeah. and in the end. You know, everybody wants to get hundreds. They want to get hundreds on the test. They want to show they know the rules. They want to show their mastery of the rules. But if you learned something from the test, it served its purpose. If you remember like tonight, oh yeah, you're not going to forget that if I had that crazy thing of somebody putting the ball under their jersey, which I have never seen in 25, 30 years. But if it happens now, I'm going to know that doesn't count as a UNS. Yes, go ahead, Bill. Here's the other thing was, is that, you know, we said, hey, you know, when you answer a test question, answer it totally by the rule book. Okay. You're out in a football field, manage the game. Um, There were philosophies we had out there where, you know, um, we ignored uh, the technicalities of the rule book. So do the test one way, officiate the game the right way. Amen. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way to way to do it, Robert. Uh, any uh, any last questions or comments on our our fun question here? No, just you know, a lot just a lot of comments. Thanking for the you know the case play, and then also admitting that you know they learned something tonight as well, and they're prepared for when it happens this season. So when that ball goes underneath, or the illegal tee, I guess you'd probably see an illegal tee. That's something that could happen with somebody see something in the NFL and some weird new trend in the tee and brings out a ball that raises it more than two inches and you, you don't even realize it until you do. And then you go, oh, wait, that's an unfair act. That's a UNS, but we, we, we treat that as a live ball foul. But it doesn't count against the player. So, um, so, so good, good stuff there. So, um, all right, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to have one more at the end, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show a, a case play or a question at the end. And we're going to save that one. We're going to put it up. We're going to do a poll on it. And we're going to see how many people get it right. And, uh, and then we'll talk about it in our next meeting, which will be next month sometime. So uh, we'll, we'll do that. So let's go, let's, go to our, let's go to our plays right now. I know everybody likes plays. And we've got some time left to do that. I'm going to pull down the text number just for a moment here. Um, all right. So we've got a play here. Let's walk it through. All right, I always like to do this. All right, I always like to, I wanted to, I wanted everybody to look at exactly what they're going to be, be judging, all right? 
So we've got this play, we've got this formation. So who's looking at what? And we do this every time because it's just important. So right now, initially, you can't see there's a receiver out off the, off the, um, off the screen here, but he's in the back. So you, the formation's legal. They got four in the backfield. This player is on the line. Okay. So just so you know, so that's right now we have a balanced formation. You've got, you've got this guy here. He's balanced. So we should be able to figure out where our key is. So Robert, you've got a, right now you see a balanced formation. Like I said, you've got that, um, player who is out to the right. Well, who's your key? You got the, you know, you got a, he's in the, he's not an end. He's in back. The guy you can see on the film here, he's your yeah. end balance formation. Yes. Who's your key? Yeah. So the strength is going to be to the line judge side. It'd be the widest receiver out, uh, but no one's pressing. So this is a piece of cake at the snap. Although I do have a key, uh, that's going to go, go away quickly and go to zone pretty, pretty much after the ball is snapped. All right, so you're going to go, you're going to zone after the ball is snapped. All right, so then, so we know where Robert is. So if Robert's key is over here, so we know line of scrimmage guy's got here, and we know where, where our other line of scrimmage guy has. And then there's a back involved, so we, gotta, we can't forget about that. So now let's move the play forward. Uh-oh, things change now. Now things change. So now you got two over here, you got three over here. This is no longer a balanced formation. This is trips to the left if you're looking at the formation, or it's going to be, um, or then you got two down to the bottom. So now, Robert, this changes things a little bit for you. Where, where's your key now? Okay, so in this, in this particular, now my focus is going to shift to the linesman side, the opposite side over there where the down box is, and I'm going to take the two widest out at, as my keys at the snap. Uh, it looks like I have a couple of defenders that are coming up that are going to get uh, closer into in, pressing. So yes, that my focus is definitely intensified based on the change of the formation. Okay, so Robert, good call on that. He's going to go. He's going to go with that. Now let's go back to the uh, to the view, uh, the, our, our wide view. Yep, that's correct. So this guy's on the line of scrimmage. So Robert, he's you know utilizing the mechanics that are in Illinois. We'll go to the end. Some other, you know, other, as long as your crew's on the same page, I think the back judge should take these two, and this guy should take this guy because he's right in front of him, but it doesn't matter. None of it matters. The reason why none of it matters is because really nobody's pressed. The only issue might be right here at the snap. That might be your only issue. So now we, we know where everybody's looking. We also know our umpire and our referee, who's out here, need to know that they're probably not going to get any help on the tackles because you've got three receivers on this side, two on this side. The wings and the back judge are going to be, uh, be pretty busy. Now, you're going to see this play did actually have five or seven officials on it, but I'm not concerned because most of the time we only use five. So um, that's why I wanted to break that down. So now let's run the play. So now you see all five receivers go out in the pattern. So now our umpires definitely has to move up, knows that he's got either this tackle depending on what the referee does, maybe the referee will take this tackle or vice versa. The line of scrimmage is our two, our referee and our umpire. They've got this because these guys here and down here, they're going to have pass coverage. They're going to have to see what's going on. Now I want you to notice our H up here, what he's doing. We've talked about this many, many times. 
I'm not a big fan of this. And the reason why is he's starting to flow right away. And this could create an issue potentially in a moment. And you'll see why. So as the play moves out, I'm going to play the whole thing through now. We've got some contact over the middle. Now there is no flag, okay? And I'm not saying necessarily there should be. But with our H up there at the top moving like that, when it's time to rule on this contact, he's moving. Now look where the contact takes place. The contact takes place or begins to take place right around, I don't know, 35, between the 35 and the 40. If he's here stationary or maybe has only taken a couple steps and locked and looking this way, that angle is no different and actually might even be better than the angle he's at with him moving. So that's why we, we, we really talk about the pause, read, react here. Because when you look at these receivers, when you see them go in the pattern, right now, they're all at, at the five-yard belt, and he's already, he's already going. What if they all stop? Which they could. In fact, the one on the top of the screen does stop. So if that was your receiver up here, if he throws to this guy right here, now we're straight line. We're, we're in a bad position. We almost might be part of the play instead of officiating it. So that's one thing I want to, we, we want to move with a purpose. We do want to move downfield, but only when we need to move downfield. I would say, like I said, if about now, if I was the H here who held, I might have started to flow to about right here, and then I'm locking it because I want to see this content. I want to see this contact with, with a stationary camera, meaning my eyes are the stationary camera. You know, I want to lock it in instead of, you know, running around like this and not and not seeing exactly exactly what um, I'm a, I'm calling because that's that's a big part of of what we're doing. All right, so now we walk through the the mechanics of this, and the question that was sent this play was sent in by uh, our buddy Mike from Pennsylvania, who sent us a lot of plays that we're going to get to. Is this enough? Do we have enough for DPI? I'll play it one more time. I don't want to play it in slow motion because. It doesn't matter. It's real time. We want to see what in real time. Is this bang bang? Is this enough? Should we have should we have something for uh, some sort of penalty here? So I'm going to run around. You know what? I'm going to start with uh, with Mike. I'm going to start with Mike first on this one. Let me make sure Mike is ready to go here. Let's pull Mike up. All right, Mike. What do you got on this play? Um, I love what you're saying about the mechanics. It's something I really drill into our wing officials when I teach um, the new wing mechanics. Um, but yeah, I see a shoulder dip here. I see a restriction. The ball is directed in that direction of the field. Um, I think this is enough for um, DPI. All right, Mike's got, Mike's got DPI. Robert, I'm going to bring you in now, Robert. You see the play? And then we'll come back. We're going to go to Bill, and then we'll come back to you for the viewers since they'll have some time to catch up. What do you have on the play? Yeah, I mean, mechanic, we didn't get too much more on the back judge. Back judge, since the ball stepped at the 25, it's going to be at the 45-ish. Uh, and then your first step's going to be back. You're going to move back easily five yards to give yourself enough spacing. You're going to have this right in front of you. I mean, this is clear. as So the back judges, I'm going to trust the back judge here. I have a side angle, but as a back judge, I, I'm not throwing my flag. 
Uh, it, it, to me, although there might have been some slight contact there, I got it. I have it as a bang bang, and that's not kind of the game I'm going to call that night. And I'll be consistent with it, but I'm not throwing my flag on that play. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like your your, your analysis, Bill. You saw the play. You, you back judge. You, you you do that once in a while. What uh, what would you have? Well, I I like the points that both people made, but. Uh... Angles are the biggest thing. The one one official on an angle, it may look like uh, uh, it's early contact. Another angle may not. But um, I, I've got bang bang. I, I I'm not putting a flag down on this one. Okay, you you got bang bang. And as Robert uh, gets gets uh, the the viewers here up and um, get their opinions, my my thought is, and I, I appreciate what Mike has to say, but if I I'm going to go back to the play here real quick, and if I've got to. You know, and I, if you see that clear hook before, now I know I said I was going to run it in real time. So if you've got this, you got this clear, if you got a hook right there before the ball gets there, and clearly before the ball gets there, I can see why you would go with it. But looking at now, it's kind of trying to find the ball with the contact. Let's see if we can do that. So you see the ball. So here's the ball right now. So the ball's right there. So there's there's the position of the ball. The ball's in the air. We can see that. So let's. Let's move it another few. There it is. So now the ball's right here. So the ball's right here. And the receiver is still squared up. So the receiver is still squared up. I don't know if this hand touching is not a foul. He's got to do something with that hand. Okay, so we know he's got to do something with it. So as the ball arrives, so, so right now we're legal. At least it looks to it. And the ball, so the ball is kind of right there right now. So yeah, if I got it's really tight. And there is no flag on this play. And there's seven officials. There is no flag. I think the back judge, if anybody, is going to get the best view of this. Robert was talking about that. Because even if I'm the H right here, I'm looking from behind it. I'm not necessarily seeing, you know, in reference to where the ball was and when the hook or if it, you know, the hook and turn. Because it does. It will. It's definitely a hook and turn. But it's just when did the hooker turn happen? The backstreet is probably going to get the best view on it. And when in doubt, we're going to I'm, we're going to we're going to let this one we're going to let this one ride. Robert, what do you got out there in viewer land? Mixed. We got some that are throwing and agreed with Mike, and then we have some that, that agreed with uh, Bill and I. So it's a split decision out there. And, and it does come down to angles. It truly that's that's the answer because you, you know this is a situation. Tim, I don't know how deep in the woods you want to get with it, but if you have a back judge who's going incomplete and then you got a wing who's throwing from the side, <laughs> you know, we need to have a conversation. Well, right. It, I mean, that's one of those where, you know, getting deep in the woods, I mean, in the end, it's just, in the end, it's what you got. I mean, you're, you're, you're out there and on these bang, bang calls, these 50, 50 calls, was it, you know, simultaneous? Okay. Is it, but that's your judgment. You're making the judgment real time. And if you're Mike or some of the other viewers out there that say, I've got the hook and turn and it was clear prior to the ball getting there and you, that's your judgment, that's your judgment. And you can explain it. See, that's half the, half the battle here of what we're trying to do. And Bill mentioned this a few weeks ago about we've already gone, you know, we were talking about a, a spiked ball back then, but we're already going through this in our mental processes. So if that happens, if you see it, you're able to explain it because half of this is just seeing it, making a judgment, and then being able to explain what you saw, and then you're good. I mean, 
We might not always agree on everything. In fact, I'm sure the offensive team was like, there's no way that was, you know, bang, bang. It was clearly before. And the defense is like, that wasn't even close. You know, so it's like, if they're saying that and you're, we're saying that, what really is it? But in the end, hey, that's why we're paid the big bucks, right? For sure. Exactly. You know, exactly. you do, you, you know, as a crew, hopefully working together regularly with the same, you know, crewmates, you have an understanding of, uh, you, you know, trusting your crewmate based on knowing the play. The play is, did the back judge have good positioning? Yes, he did. Did the back judge have, uh, you know, you know, a judgment on the decision? Yeah. The, and so that that's a good crew is going to recognize that and not necessarily get involved on a bang bang decision if it's an obvious and clear infraction we were we're my gosh i know it was in front of him but i i gotta get i gotta get on this one that's that makes sense but if yeah. it's a bang bang situation why do you want as a crewmate to get involved when a when your crew back judge mate is right there with the good sight line i guess that's that's kind of a point i want to make i agree all right let's go to our final play of the night this is a TikTok special. So hopefully we can we can see it here. I know it's a little bit different on the screen, but I think we're going to be able to see all the elements that we need to see. All right, you can see that um, this play looks to be over. Okay, it looks like there there's a potential ball that's down. Our officials, we have a referee over here. He's coming in. All right, and then we've got. You're going to see coming into play. You're going to see. Oops, you're going to see a, a wing come in. But in the end, what ends up happening is that there, in the audio, there is no whistle. This is a loose ball. Even though it looks like you know people, players are standing around, but there's a loose ball in there. So who's got the ball? Now, here's where, right here. I don't know if you can see that. There's a ball right there. Player picks up the ball. Okay? And here's the shadow of, of our official who's coming in to rule on this. And then what ends up happening is, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. And now it's a turnover, and we're, we're, we got some crazy backward pass stuff going on. So in the end, I want to talk about loose ball mechanics. Okay, So, so, so I'm going to go around to the panel, and just they can give us our best, their best practices when it comes to a loose ball. Because obviously, there was no whistle, and this guy came in a little, little uh, aggressively when he might not have seen the ball because nobody blew the whistle. And now what happens is, is this happened in a, in, a, in a state final game here a few years back where nobody, he's coming in and all of a sudden this guy right here, who's completely legal by the way, but what if that knee was on the ground or what if this knee was on the ground? And now we're not, you know, we're not in a position to see that. And now he picks up the ball and starts running. So um, that's just kind of, you know, like I said, that's kind of my little last play but I want to run around I'm going to start with uh, I'm going to start with Bill Bill you got I mean you see a play like this Bill I mean what are some of your best practices in regards to handling loose ball situations because so you don't have this happen where officials coming in and all of a sudden whoop 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 yeah I mean he endangered himself by by coming in there um, you, as much as yeah we want to be aggressive we want to come in we want to uh, see who's got the football in those piles, we don't know who has the ball anyway. And 99% of the time, the person that gives it to us, uh, they, their team gets to keep it. But it, 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 
definitely needed to, to wait a little bit more, be a little bit more patient with that, uh, commit and come in with a purpose and the purpose being that the play is over, you know, don't come in while the play is live. Uh, that, that's the key thing there. Don't come in while it's live or potentially live. Right. Cause something like this c- could definitely happen for sure. So Robert, what are some of your best practices over the years when you've found yourself in a similar situation, maybe, or maybe not? Yeah, I, I, I have flashbacks in a few plays when I was a wing as well. Well, as a, as a wing, you know, you help the crew out tremendously by um, obs- observing the situation and throwing a beanbag down to let your crew know that we got a loose ball. I, I, you know, the wings have to define progress when it ends. And, and the, obviously the wings are, are safeguards of, of that. So we trust our wings. The wings are the ones that are going to indicate the progress. And with the wing, not knowing where the ball is, if you know it's out, you, you, I, you know, you let your crew know by identifying the spot on where the ball became loose. And now as a crewmate, now you, now you let your other crewmates who are not wings know, okay, man, I'm staying out until we find out who has possession, right? That's a good best practice. And then the wings, the, 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 the veterans, they recognize that no whistle was being blown. This crew obviously was, was aware of that situation because we don't have a dead ball because they don't know where the ball is. So that's excellent. And since you don't have a whistle blown for the safety of yourself and, your, and, and the players, stay back. And, you know, and, and you don't have to come in because, that, you know, based on your veteran experience, you recognize you come in when the ball is dead and you have not deemed it dead yet. Well, I agree. And that's, I think, one of, and, and Bill mentioned that, too, in regards to you're already good enough to not blow it dead. Why are you coming on the field? That's a live ball, you know, and, and stuff. And I see Mike shaking his head. So we're going to give Mike the last word on this one. Mike. Give us some experience based off of, of when you've worked the wings or other positions where the ball isn't dead and you may have found yourself in this position or you may have seen other officials. How, you know, what, are some, what is some advice you can give? Um, well, I mean, I, I just would reiterate the uh, don't come onto the field because that indicates to other officials that your ruling the play is over once you start coming out onto the field like that. Um, and, with, I mean, whistle or no whistle, um, you, can, you can really get into trouble. Um, because somebody might decide to blow a whistle because they sense that the play is over. Um, but, you know, we need to keep in mind our beanbag mechanics. Um, we need to see the football. Most importantly, we have to find the football and don't move until you do. That's that's my last piece. Nope, I, I definitely definitely agree with that. So uh, back to uh, to Robert real quick. Robert, um, we're getting ready to end up the, end the meeting here. Um, is there any last minute questions, comments, or any uh, concerns that anybody has before we uh, call it a night? No, Tim, I think we're great. No, I think we're all good. No more questions, and everyone seems to stay, stay with us. So, what, what do you have next? Do you have another play? Someone yes, I do. I do. Right. You know, we used to do the play of the week and stuff like that. Well, this is a little different, but we're going we're gonna to bring it up a play here. So, I'm going to pull down the text number so everybody can see it. So, this is our rule question, I say for next week, but it's really for our next meeting. So here you go. So everybody jot it down or go back and watch the uh, replay and you can pause it. So here's the question. High school rules. Fourth and 10. Team A at the A20. Team A lines up in in scrimmage kick formation. The ball is snapped and punted downfield 
where R33 catches at the B30. R33 returns the ball to the A45, where he's, where he's downed, and then a, a hit late by player A75. There, during the return, blocker B54 is flagged for an illegal blindside block at the B45. At the snap, Team A was flagged for an illegal formation. So going, you know, <laughs> I'm going to leave it there for just a second. In fact, I'll put it, maybe I'll put it in, the, in this, this other view. But uh, so there it is. All right. I wrote it this way on purpose because I agree with Bill. Totally. When I want to write test questions, I want to say, I want to get rid of, I only want to use the numbers in reference, excuse me, in reference to a yard or a down. I don't want to use numbers to describe players because that's where the confusion runs in. But we're not making all the tests. So that's why I did it this way. So we get used to the language that everybody uses and we can break it down with our boards and stuff like that. So uh, I agree with Bill 100%. So I just, so there it is again. I'm going to throw it up there. You can go back. You can uh, watch it again or you can see it again later if you'd like. And then uh, we'll, we'll go from We'll go from there. But uh, I want to thank everybody who watched, everybody who, uh, who, who participated and who texted tonight. I appreciate that. So I'm going to start out with, uh, with Mike Billica. Mike, thanks for, for joining us tonight. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. I learned something today. It was a, another great meeting. All right, great. That's, that's, that's the goal always. Um, Robert, I'm going to come back to you in just a second, but I do want to thank you before, uh, before we call it tonight. Thank you for being here, Robert. You're welcome, Tim. I truly enjoyed it. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And last but not least, Mr. Lamagne. Bill, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time tonight. No problem. I still say an inadvertent whistle for fourth down fumble rule would have been the easiest solution to that. It would have been easy. I still say high school rules are 10 times easier than college rules. I believe that. But that's maybe just me. I don't know. That's where I got my roots. All right, Robert. <laughs> Any last minutes? No, no. I, I, I want to say every viewer admitted they learned something tonight. And isn't it wonderful we're learning in June in front of a computer? I mean, man, what a, what a great opportunity to gain experience by, uh, by talking through these plays. So thank you, Tim. The viewers really enjoyed it. Well, good. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. Thank you for uh, being here, taking some time out. Um, and we're going to call it a night. Like I said, I don't like to keep everybody too long just an hour so uh, i know we can keep going but we're going to go into those rules we're going to do a little bit more rule stuff to make us all better right here at mibtonline.com so until next month check your social media hey referral refer people we want more people part of this we want more people to be as good as us that's what we're trying to do we want everybody to be great out there when they officiate thank you enjoy your fourth enjoy your fourth of july holiday whatever it is you do if you're going to some camps or clinics or anything like that but we'll be back next month and looking forward to it. Until next time, I'm Tim Kiefer from MIBtownline.com. We'll catch you then.